Collins on Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News. We are playing that theme for you because it's all testosterone today. We got Dominic on sports. We got Isaac in the producer's booth, Wyatt doing the news, and I, Dayton, filling in for Libby. So we thank you for joining us this morning. Hopefully we can make it through, and um, Libby will be back next week, so don't fret if if you're freaking out a little bit about her not being here. Uh, As we do every day, week to start the show. We're going to go through some history and talk about what's going on today. Uh, happy Cinco de Marcho to you, Isaac, by the way. Now, I'm not making that up. This is, this is an actual every, every year, March 5th, 12 days before St. Patrick's Day, we're supposed to prime our liver and get ready for St. Patty's Day. So, again, not me, just passing on the news to you. Uh, we're also celebrating National Absinthe Day, speaking of alcohol, National Cheese Doodle Day, National Poutine Day, and National Potty Day. So lots of ways to celebrate today. Uh, I don't know how you're going to choose to do that. But we do have a good show lined up for you. Before we get into some of the history, let's talk about who's going to be on. Of course, Dwayne Dudek going to be on, our entertainment critic. We'll be talking to Dick Nipinski from EAA Air Venture up in Oshkosh. We're going to hear from Governor Evers at some point in the show from our conversations this past Wednesday. Um, Mayor Johnson as well. So a lot to get to. So thank you for joining us on the first Sunday of March. Let's get into some history here. 1770, the Boston Massacre took place with uh, British troops firing on a crowd in Boston, killing five people, which to me is astonishing that we, that was the Boston Massacre, five people killed, which is tragic, but we hear that almost every day now, which is so sad to say this was history that we all learned about, and now, like, it's happening all the time. Anyway, let's get to a more positive thing. Um, this one's interesting. 1845, the U.S. Congress appropriated $30,000 to ship in what? To the U.S.? Camels. Because I guess we were in desperate need of camels back in 1845. 1902 in France, the National Congress of Miners decided to call for a general strike for an eight-hour day. So now we're kind of used to that for the most part, that eight-hour day, so that's a good thing. 1934, Amarillo, Texas, the first Mother-in-Law's Day was celebrated. You celebrate that how you want, I guess. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Uh, Shout-out to my mother-in-law, Terry. She's, she's a good woman and glad that uh, she's my mother-in-law. Hope, hope she's listening. I got some brownie points there. Uh, okay. 1946, you may know that Winston Churchill delivered his Iron Curtain speech. The United States stands at this time at the pinnacle of world power. It is a solemn moment for the American democracy. I love to hear old speakers, the, just the cadence, the grandeur of it all. Uh, Winston Churchill there. 1956, the U.S. Supreme Court affirmed the ban on segregation in public schools. 1998, NASA announced that an orbiting craft had found enough water on the moon to support a human colony and rocket fueling station. That was in 98. Not gotten there yet. We're, we're supposed to go back sometime soon. They keep, they keep teasing us. Let's move on to birthdays for the day. Maybe you remember Rex Harrison. An actor, Dr. Doolittle, The Honeypot, My Fair Lady, many others. He passed away in 1990 at the age of 82. I can walk with the animals, talk with the animals, grunt and squeak and I used to love this movie when I was a kid. By the way, way better than Eddie Murphy's version of it. All right, moving on. James Noble, 1922. He was born. I know him best as the governor in Benson. I don't know if you ever watched it. That's, that's before your time, Isaac. Wait for it. Passed away in 2016 at the age of 94. Dean Stockwell, 1936, was an actor, did a ton of stuff, but uh, had a good run on the TV show Quantum Leap. He passed away in 2021 at the age of 85. So, so far we've had 82, 94, 85. I guess if you're an actor, you get to live long. I don't know what, what's about that. Fred Williamson, 1938, he was an actor and a football player, former NFL defensive back with the Raiders and Chiefs. He was, he's 85 today. I'm going to start acting. Maybe I'll expand my lifeline a little bit. Murray Head, 1946, the actor, also became a, a singer best known for this clip. It's Iceland, or the Philippines, or Hastings, or this place. This is one of those songs 
that I taped off the radio when I was a kid. I liked it so much. He's 77 today. Eddie Grant is turning, uh, let's see, 75 today. He did Electric Avenue, the singer. Alan Clark, the keyboardist of Dire Straits, turning 71 today. Penn Gillett from Penn & Teller, 68. He's the tall one that really does all the talking. Andy Gibb, not from... The Bee Gees, by the way, he was the younger brother. Uh, he did die at the age of 30. So in, you can get into um, the entertainment field and live a long time unless you start getting into drugs. That's kind of the story, I guess. Charlie Reed, the musician from The Proclaimers. Now that song will be stuck in my head all day. He uh, was born in 1962. Actress Eva Mendez from Hitch, Fast and Furious, and many others is 48. And Jake Lloyd, who played a young Anakin Skywalker on The Phantom Menace, is 34. Not so young anymore. He was like 14 or 15 in that, something real. Do you know for sure, Isaac? Isaac's like, I, I know the answer. He was like nine. What? It was that young? Yeah, he was, oh my a, he gosh. was a kid. I thought he was one of those like older actors that looked young, but he was only nine, huh? I think he was very wow. young, yeah. All right, real quick, some music history. 1955, Elvis Presley made his first TV appearance on the Louisiana Hayride Show. And in 1960, Elvis Presley was honorably discharged from the Army. For all you Elvis fans, some Elvis history. 1963. Crazy. I'm crazy. Sad day for Patsy Cline fans. Cowboy Copas. Hawkshaw Hawkins, they all died in a plane crash near Nashville, Tennessee. 1982, Blues Brothers, John Belushi died of a drug overdose in the Chateau Marmont Hotel in Los Angeles at the age of 33. And 2002, MTV began airing the Osbournes, the reality TV show following the daily activities of Ozzy Osbourne and his family. I mean, I, when Jack mentioned it to me before we started doing the show, he said, Don't you want to come and do the show? I said, Sure. I, I learned about, more about Jack than I ever did when he was living at home. You know? Yeah. They made a whole show out of this guy. All right. Coming up next, you can actually understand the guy we're going to talk to. Dominic Catronio has a sports update for us on Wisconsin's weekend morning news. Thanks for listening to WTMJ. The streak is over for the Bucks. After 16 in a row, they fall to Philadelphia, 133-130. to The 76ers come back from down 18 at one point to claim the win. After the game, the Bucks officially announced the signing of veteran point guard Goran Dragic. The Slovenian guard has spent 15 seasons in the NBA, last of which with Miami. It's official the Big East regular season title belongs to Marquette, and it got closer than they expected. Hands back to Joplin. He's got an open three. Oh, baby! Hi, out there. Boy. Say it again! Omar Stanley. The free throw is no good. He missed it. The ball's covered by Cam Delgis. Foul with .9 left. Oh, baby! Steve Homer true on the call on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. The sixth-ranked Golden Eagles win 96-94 over St. John's, and they finish with 17 league wins, tying a Big East record. Next, they will be the one seed in the Big East tournament on Thursday, facing the winner of Butler and St. John's. Today, Wisconsin has its final game of the regular season, and it's the Bortle Battle. Out in the Twin Cities against Minnesota, the best Wisconsin can do is be the 10 seed in the Big Ten tournament, which would grant them a single bye, but they need to get a win and some help from Penn State and Nebraska. Tip-off against the Gophers is at 6.30 tonight. And the Brewers put the hurting on the Giants. To one pitch, a high fly ball, deep left field. Willie Adamas got all of that one. That went off the concrete wall beyond the left field wall above the berm. It's a three-run shot, and the Brewers have broke this game wide open here in the bottom of the fourth. Lane Grindle on the call here on WTMJ. A 14-2 final in spring training action. They're back at it today at 2 o'clock against the Mariners here on your home of the Brewers. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Coming up next, Libby sat down earlier this week with Mark Cassie, editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. We'll hear from them and get the five-day forecast. It's Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News on WTMJ. (laughs) 
Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News. Good morning, Dayton Kane sitting in for Libby Collins. Our five-day forecast from WTMJ's for Brendan Johnson. Today, mostly cloudy with an afternoon rain-snow mix, high of 42. Tonight, chance of rain and thunderstorms down to 36. Monday, rain, thunder showers, a light mix to the north, a high of 44. Tuesday, cooler, 38. Wednesday, partly cloudy, 37. And Thursday, mostly cloudy, with a high of 37. It's 31 in Waukesha, 31 Fond du Lac, 32 in Milwaukee at our studios here in the 3rd Street Market. Perfect weather for checking in with Libby Collins and Mark Cass, editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. And I'm Libby Collins with Mark Cass, editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Well, Mark, Kohl's reported its earnings this week, and it was not very good news. How did they do, and what's the outlook for the remainder of 2023? This is kind of becoming one story we've seen before, right, in that they've struggled a bit, and there's no doubt the holiday season was okay, but not great. The numbers were just not good, I should say, overall. And really, they're just struggling a bit as they try to see where they are and how they move forward, that they have the new CEO in place. He's now really moving ahead with his plans. So I think over the next few months, we'll start to see that roll out and see where they go. You and I have talked many times about their online issues in terms of trying to be more competitive online against the Amazons of the world, against a lot of the other online retailers. Also trying to see where they fit. Remember, you know, we've talked about how they're not a high-end retailer like a Nordstrom, but they're not on the other end, a low-end retailer like a Walmart. So where do they fit in? Who's their customer? And I think they're trying to see that, talking about should they always have a sale? What kind of clothing should they focus on? You know, and they've really not seen it. The problem for all retailers right now is 2023 is really uncertain. We haven't seen an economic downturn yet. But a lot of economists are saying later in 23 and into 24, we're going to have a recession, which will mean less consumer spending. So how will they handle that? What kind of merchandise levels will they have? Will they add stores? Will they subtract stores? They've gone to the smaller store. Will they look for more partnerships? So many questions, Libby, that I don't have answers for because there's just a lot of eyes on them now. And with this new CEO, he has a lot of hurdles to overcome to make them successful. Mm, yeah, well, we'll be watching that one closely. Well, here's a story, a little happier news. I know my husband is really excited about it. Marquette is going to kick off the Big East tournament play this week, and they're expected to get that high seed for the NCAA tournament. What would a really successful basketball season, and plus, you know, that national appearance mean for the business of Marquette. This is big time for them. This is huge. And over the past few years, they haven't had as much success on the court and have made some changes. Have had a heck of a season, a lot of attention, a lot of excitement. And you know what that means? That means a lot of attention nationally. So as they head out to play in the Big East in New York, all eyes will be on them as they then head into the NCAA tournament and hopefully make a long run. All eyes on them. And you know what that means? That means money. That means more students will enroll there. I mean, a lot of students like to attend schools where they have a successful sports program, right? You know, we've seen that over the years where a lot of schools have done that. And Marquette needs that. They need to continue their growth. It also means more engaged alumni who spend more money, who will contribute more money to the university. And they need it now because as they're adding to the campus, as they're renovating the campus, adding buildings, they've done a nice job. But as they continue to grow, so anytime you can have a success like this, and I also think it's the excitement and the pride, right, Libby? I mean, that kind of rings through the community. It helps them here locally, but really, really more so nationally as they try to recruit students. And it means more letters to my husband asking for a donation. I think they should all come, and I think you should write that check. Go, for, go ahead. Come on. Feel free to do that. Hey, he's got the money. I don't. All right. I'm in radio, right? Speaking of basketball, Mark Lassery has a deal to share his share of the Milwaukee Bucks to one of the owners of the Cleveland Browns, and they're valuing this at $3 billion, with a B, as in bucks. Are you surprised at that value? And also, are you surprised that Lassery is going to sell his interest? You know, I'm not surprised he's going to sell his interest. Maybe it was just a matter of when, but a very successful executive for a long time. He's a smart man, and he knows you sell at the top, right? And then right now, they are at the top. The Bucks. they won the championship. They have all the things that have happened around the arena. They have Giannis. You know, they're having a great season this year. You sell at the top. That's what you do. And, you know, from their initial investment, he's looking to make on this deal, if you hear anywhere from 800 to $900 million. He paid probably around $150 million. That's a pretty good return. Let me, I'd take that any time of the week. So I think it's a smart time. What would be interesting to see is how this plays out, how the new owner meshes with the other owners on the team with the other major owners and then some of the more minority owners here in the community will he spend money will he be active in milwaukee you know what will that mean to the team with mark lazary and alex lazary his son they've been active in the community very involved in the community will that happen what does this mean to the team but the numbers great news think about it herb cole if he would have held the team for another year or two man he would have made more money but his commitment to having them in milwaukee was so important that he took less money and now obviously the new owners are benefiting from that mm, yeah and the bucks certainly are 
doing well. We got to admit that. Just remember, three point five, not million. Billion. Billion. That's that's a, that's just a crazy number when you think about it for a value of a team. Oh wow! I wish I had a piece of it. I'm Libby Collins with Mark Cass, editor in chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal, and we touched on this last week, Mark, and that is that parking garage partial collapse yeah. at Bayshore last week. Hopefully, they've got all the cars out by now. But this really goes back to inspection of facilities. Yep. Do you think we're going to see any changes in state or local laws based on what happened there? Yeah, I mean, I think we will. This happens frequently when you have these kind of things that happen. Horrible incident. Luckily, luckily, nobody was hurt. And the fact that there was an inspector on the site, he wasn't inspecting this property. They actually inspecting some of the new apartments that were being built. But there was no laws currently in place that actually require inspection of these structures after they're built. Almost within 24 hours after the collapse, I had gotten a news release already from a state representative Madison who said said he was going to look at this issue to see whether or not an annual inspection should be required of all parking structures. I think the fact that this has happened here before, it's been a number of years, but happening at O'Donnell Park where we had a tragedy of a young man who got killed, and now this case where, again, luckily nobody got hurt. These things almost always lead to changes, so I think you will see more inspections, a lot of focus, and you'll see more holding accountable for the snow removal, because clearly something went on here. I don't know what. I'm not an expert in that area, but something went on there. So anytime something like this happens, you're going to see a focus because you cannot have these things happen. We got very lucky this time that no one was injured or killed. Mm. Well, let's end on a high note this week, Mark. You asked your 40 under 40 winners the one change they'd like to see to improve the city of Milwaukee. What were some of those suggestions? Interesting, kind of all over the board, but I'll give you a couple that I heard multiple times. One was race. We need to be more of a community of inclusion. It shouldn't be the north side, the south side, the suburbs, and Milwaukee, you know, all the issues that go on. We need to be more of an inclusive city where everybody can live anywhere they want, can interact more, and can really make it more welcoming. I heard the crime issue, as we've talked about many times, that is impacting everybody right now, what that means. The other things were kind of more specific. You know, I heard more, we should have more activities on the lakefront. We should really show our lakefront off more because of what it means. I heard about transportation. We need more transportation, whether it's expansion of the hop, more freeways, more buses. The other thing I heard a number of times was we need more grocery stores in certain areas of the city. I mean, if you go in certain areas of the central city, kind of the north side of Milwaukee, there are fewer grocery stores available for people. So that is an important one. One that I heard also was we need more pride in Milwaukee. I mean, a lot of times we're our own worst critic. And I've heard this before. You know, we aren't as proud of Milwaukee as we should be. We should be screaming from the rooftops about how great it is to live here, how we don't have a lot of traffic, how it's right on the lake, how the weather is sometimes good. I'll say sometimes good. How it's great in the summertime, right? We really ought to be screaming about that more. So, I mean, it's kind of fun. I love to hear from these young professionals. I wouldn't change a thing. Mark, thank you once again for joining us today. Mark Cass, editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. I'm Libby Collins. It's 828. We'll check into the WTMJ Breaking News Center with Wyatt Barmore-Pooley next on WTMJ. Good morning, 835 Dayton Kane in for Libby Collins. Usually she fills in for me on the Fix-It Show on the Fox World Travel Show. Today I'm filling in for her, and it is time. The record-setting rainfall, tragedy strikes, greases railways, a day full of engaging conversations and more. It's the Week in Review, brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. What we do here is go back, 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 back. <laughs> Get ready for this soaker. The Super Soaker 100. Expecting more than an inch of rain throughout southeast Wisconsin. Both plants are maxed out. Because of this, MMSD has started a combined sewer overflow where untreated water is released into local rivers and eventually into Lake Michigan. 2.06 inches of rain. How about that local sports team? Kevin Durant, let's go. You keep joining super teams to win the NBA title. How about we work out together sometime so I can teach you how to carry your own team? Our feelings haven't changed about Aaron. I finished those two days with deep love and admiration. Greg, thanks, man. <laughs> you make my life scrumptious. The power within! This night belongs to the Milwaukee Panthers. Search and rescue was suspended for the night in Greece after a collision between a freight and passenger train. A deadly train collision in the night from Tuesday to Wednesday killed at least 38 people in Larissa, Greece. President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan comes before the Supreme Court this week. After months in legal limbo, President Biden's sweeping student loan forgiveness plan faces a critical week at the nation's highest court. 43 million eligible student loan borrowers anxiously waiting the court's decision. This is an abuse of the loan system. People should be held responsible for their personal economic choices. Like with all of these, we wait. We wait until until June to see how this thing unfolds. You like going out late? Give me a hell yeah! You might have a shot to stay out even later at the bars. 
for a limited time. Oh, okay. Governor Tony Evers is reviving a proposal that would allow bars to stay open until 4 a.m. during mid-July of next year. Why do we need to be open until 4? It just allows more time for people to get drunker and drunker. Police responding to a bomb threat in downtown Milwaukee this afternoon say no explosives were found at the Milwaukee Athletic Club. This is Annex Wealth Management presents WTMJ Conversations 2023. First time in studio, we've talked a lot on yeah. the phone. Governor Tony Evers. I am meeting occasionally with the leadership. Speaker Robin Voss. We have tried to hit the reset button saying we want to find consensus. The fabulous mayor of Milwaukee, Chevy Johnson. Don't drive reckless. Should we seize cars? Yeah, we should. Peter Fagan. I have more energy and excitement than you could have like, for a lifetime in like, five minutes. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vitron. Can you hear me? Okay, what is happening? Uh, so we are off the air. This happens sometimes when a transmitter decides to drop itself, and uh, we're trying to figure out what to do. So in the meantime, uh, Brandon and I and you are going to have some coffee and play some cards, and uh, I'm working on a couple of things just in case. <laughs> oh, no! Milwaukee Auto Show. Sandy is so excited to be here. <laughs> Debbie's in her element. There's cars everywhere. This is my gig. Gas station stops might be irrelevant, but EV owners do need to plan time for charging on drives over 250 to 300 miles. Brian Moody, executive editor of Kelly Blue Book. To charge it back up, it's not going to be a five-minute stop. It might be a 30, 40, 50, 60, 70-minute stop. You could be one of many Americans concerned about premature electrification. It's done. It's over now. <laughs> Down goes Murdoch. What a week, huh? What a week, eh? What a week. Shut it down! Oh, Let's go! There you have it. The Week in Review, sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. Your five-day forecast coming up next. All good things come to an end. The Milwaukee Bucks winning streak is over at 16. They follow the Philadelphia 76ers 133-130. to Giannis had a double-double in the loss, but they still stand in first place in the Eastern Conference. But it's right back to work tonight on the road against the Washington Wizards. Coverage starts at 6 o'clock for a 6.30 tip right here on WTMJ. After the game, the Bucks officially announced the signing of veteran point guard Goran Dragic. The Slovenian guard has spent 15 seasons in the NBA, last of which with Miami. Number six Marquette didn't expect to be in a one-score game with St. John's to wrap up the regular season, but nonetheless, it came down to the wire against the Johnnies. Cam Jones splits the double team to the basket. High Ooh, off the glass! Go. The sweet scoop! What you've been waiting for. Yep. And soft off the glass, Marquette up nine. Steve the Homer True on the call on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. Marquette wins 96-94. They finish 17-3 and in the Big East. That ties the most wins in Big East history. Cam Jones led with 23 points. Tyler Kolek had 18 and 10 assists. The Golden Eagles have locked up the one seed now for the Big East Tournament, starting this week at Madison Square Garden. As for the Badgers, the best they can do is the 10 seed in the Big Ten. They finish up their regular season with the border battle tonight. That game tips at 6.30 against Minnesota in the Twin Cities. You can watch it on FS1. And it was a great day at spring training for the Brewers. Freddie Peralta returned to the mound with two scoreless frames, and they were teeing off of Giants pitching. Came to the plate, and Rowdy launches one out to right. Racing back is Coulter. It's out of the berm. Telez goes deep for the third time this spring, and the Brewers on the board. Lane Grindle on the call. It was a seven-run fourth inning. They never looked back. A 14-2 spring training final. They're back at it today as well at 2 o'clock. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Thank you, Dominic. Dayton Kanan for Libby Collins. Coming up next, we'll get your forecast for you one more time, and then we check in with entertainment critic Dwayne Dudick. Good morning to you, Dayton Kanan for Libby Collins on Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News. Your WTMJ forecast today, mostly cloudy with an afternoon rain-snow mix. High of 42 tonight, chance of rain and thunderstorms down to 36. Monday, rain, thunder showers, a light mix to the north with a high of 44. Tuesday, cooler 38. Wednesday, partly cloudy, 37. Thursday, mostly cloudy with a high of 37. 35 in Racine, 32 in Appleton, and 32 in Milwaukee. And joining us this morning is entertainment critic, Dwayne Dudek, Dayton Kane in for Libby Collins on week, Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News. Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, if you normally hear my voice, it's on Saturday mornings, 7 to 9 a.m. doing the Fix-It Show with David Nason, and then 9 to 10, usually either uh, Colleen Ellsberg or 
Rose Gray and the Fox World Travel Show. Libby off and fills in for me. In fact, she'll be doing that this coming week as uh, I'll be off again up north with my brothers and father doing our annual guys trip. So uh, she'll be filling in for me. But I'm filling in for her today, and we have a big chunk of time right here where we should be talking to Dwayne Dudick, and uh, we can't get him up on the air for some reason. So I apologize for that this morning, um, but we do appreciate you listening in. Um, Seeing if I can jump ahead here to something I was going to talk about, but they're all interviews that we have coming up. So I don't have that off the top of my chart here. Uh, let's see. Let's go to talk about, here's another thing about that Chris Rock thing. Just trying to see what's going on in the area. Lots of good events going on this weekend in Milwaukee. If you haven't uh, heard already, we've, we had Bucks basketball last night. The auto show is going on at the Wisconsin Center this weekend. You can check that out. Isaac, Fill me in, brother. What's happening over there? I think we're kind of going to improvise here, because okay. even though we can't get Dwayne, we do know some of the things we were going to talk about with Dwayne. Yes. And one of these points especially really kind of piques my interest, uh, and that is, why are movies so long? Yes. Did he have an answer for that? I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure if he, if he does have an answer for it, um, but I, quite honestly, there... A lot of movies nowadays are pretty long, but in my opinion, I think the bigger problem is people's attention spans. <laughs> that could very well be. That could be like, I got to sit for two hours and 20 minutes? What are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, the the big trend on TikTok now is, is to have clips from a movie or a show or whatever, but then also have video of like, you know, people cutting kinetic sand or like making slime or something so there's just something else on the screen too okay that's disturbing and now people are making like google chrome extensions where if you're watching netflix or something there'll be a second screen that has something else on it too that like i i think attention spans are more of the issue than movie length at this point right um, we're right there with the goldfish is yeah. what they're saying, right? Our exactly. attention spans. So that is an interesting concept. I felt really old this week. I went to go see Jesus Revolution at the theater. Okay. I have not been in a theater in a long time, and we went to the Majestic in Brookfield. Yes. That thing is massive. Like, we walked in. We didn't even know where we're supposed to go. Like, what... There's a restaurant in yeah. there. There's, of course, your your concession stand. Um, the soda machines were off, like, in a totally different area. I was literally confused for about two minutes as i like okay where where is this now yeah. so do you go to a lot of movies i not not a ton of movies i was actually just at the movies this last week i went and saw um ant-man oh, uh, how um, was that it 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 is better than a lot of people have been giving it credit for okay i think you know yeah it's gonna get been getting slammed by the critics and there, people talking about yes it. there's been a lot of talk about the visual effects looking bad and you know, it it does what it's supposed to do. I thought it's a fun movie. It's a it's a popcorn flick, right? Um, the thing that kind of irked me is that the five dollar Tuesday movie is no longer five dollars. Oh. Yeah, it was a seven dollar ticket. Now. Yeah, I think we paid like fifteen bucks for our ticket on Friday. So that's yeah, it's it's not a cheap date anymore. Yeah, right. Especially when you start adding the food on top of that. Yeah, yeah. That's why I smuggle in a burrito. The good news is that you can uh, order alcoholic drinks at most theaters these days. So yeah, there is that. Well, in the the theater that uh, we went to to go see Ant Man, uh, they were advertising. They are now implementing a program where they will bring the food to you in the theater. Oh. You gotta, you gotta pay the premiums for. Yes, that. exactly. All right, well, let's. Uh, we're gonna need to get to a break here. You can follow Dwayne and check out his reviews at Dudic Abides on Facebook and Twitter. Dwayne is actually gonna join Libby next Sunday on WTMJ Conversations if he can get through on the phone lines. Yes. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll check into the WTMJ Breaking News Center with Wyatt Barmore Pooley. This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News on WTMJ. Good Sunday morning to you, 9.07, Dayton Kane in for Libby Collins on Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News. We are indeed having troubles with our phone lines, so our scheduled interview with Dick Napinski from EAA Air Venture is not happening, um, and Wyatt's going to hang out with me for a little bit here, because I hear you have never been to Summerfest. Yeah, I'm going to take off my news hat for a second and uh, put on my 20-something in Milwaukee hat. <laughs> 
I have not been to Summerfest. I have been to the Summerfest grounds a couple times. Okay. What did I, you do down there? For? I went to Pride Fest last year, and right. I saw our man, President Joe Biden, uh, for this very station oh. uh, when he came to speak at the... Uh, the Labor Festival. Okay. Uh, so there were a lot of... Uh, yeah, so I saw... I went to the Labor Fest and uh, Pride Fest. Very different vibes, but... Uh, <laughs> I bet they were. Yeah, a lot more t-shirts at the uh, Labor Fest. But yeah, so I've never been to the Mothership uh, Summerfest proper. Okay, so June 22nd through the 24th, the 29th through July 1st, and July 6th through the 8th. They're splitting it up over three weekends again this year. Um, I, I, I've heard that's unpopular. Uh, well... You know, I've heard mixed reviews. I think the reason they're doing that is it, it Friday, Saturday, Sundays is when people can make it, you know, so and they don't have to take off of work, so they're seeing a little bigger crowd. I don't know. There, there's also talks that they're going to try to go back to the old school way of doing it. We'll find out next year when they announce for that. But this year, uh, what kind of music are you into, Wyatt? I often listen to sort of like more alternative indie stuff. I'm looking at the lineup, and the only one, honestly, it's funny now that I've said that, but... The only one I really have ever listened to is Imagine Dragons, back when I was a lot younger. Sure. Um, but that's not looking like a whole lot for me, honestly. But I do have a question for you as somebody who's been. Yes, I uh, go every year. I love it. I'm somebody, and my partner is as well, who's not a, the biggest fan of tightly packed crowds. How is it, especially last year, now that we've switched to the weekend format, is it super crowded, or can you... It, it has not been the last couple times because of, you know... COVID kind of came in and yeah, disrupted. I'm I'm hoping I'm a I'm a crowd guy, and obviously this is a money maker for the city. And I'm I'm hoping that it is busier this year. Um, I don't think they had terrible crowds last year when I went. It was there were enough people, but it, you're right. It used to be before COVID hit, it was hard to walk through it because it, there were so many people. So if you're not a huge crowd person, um, Maybe think once or twice or go in a during a daytime situation. Once the you get closer to the night acts uh, and the main stage filling up, it gets busier, obviously, because you're packing thousands of people into the AmFam uh, theater there. So I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot of see. I'd go see Eric Church. I'd go see. I've seen Zach Brown Band. They're awesome in concert. Dave Matthews Band is. Awesome in concert. I, I don't know this Odessa. That must be a rap group, maybe. No, I believe it's uh, more on the electronic side. Okay. But also, I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but it looks like, based on their iconography on the website, I would guess that they're an electronic <laughs> group. Imagine uh, Dragons, a, like you mentioned. That's there's a bit of a generation up. gap here with the, uh, oh, the sure. Dave Matthews Band and Eric Zach Brown, Eric Church. More more of uh, y your generation would enjoy that. Yeah, and if you look at the, the main stage, most of the nights are catering towards that. Eric Church, Zach Brown, James Taylor, Cheryl Crow, Dave Matthews. I mean, you're getting up there in age people that may be going to those shows ajr though imagine dragons the younger crowd's going to be able to enjoy that and and uh take advantage of that this marcus king um i've seen him once on tv in a special he's an interesting artist uh country guy but guitar player i think if i remember correctly but uh the other thing that's great about Summerfest is just that um the, there's so much to do outside of the music stages. The food, there's different acts just kind of wandering. There's small stages off to the side, not just the big acts. So, um, yeah, always a good... If you haven't been there, you need to go there at least once to oh, check definitely. it out. And I still want to go up on the uh, the chairlift that runs you down the whole, uh, whole uh, length of the Summerfest yeah, Park. that's fun, too. It reminds me of... I grew up in California, and they've got one at the uh, Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk in Northern oh, California. Okay. And it's actually quite helpful there because it's a very long boardwalk. And sometimes you got little kids you don't want to walk. It actually gets you from one end to the other. You can get to the major roller coasters. Here, it would just be fun to look uh, right. look above and see everybody in all the acts. Uh, we did get a text here at 855-616-1620. It says, I, I think locals like to take the week off and go to Summerfest for most of the days, whereas out-of-towners probably like the Thursday through sun, uh, Saturday format better, which is true. I could see that being the case. You know, if you're coming up from Chicago or wherever, um, you're not doing that. Um, yeah, it is better for me, though. I would say the weekend format in there, I think this is what you talked about, where the weekends are a little bit easier. The news never stops, but I'm likelier to uh, get a weekend off to go see uh, Summerfest. Right, right. So Summerfest.com is the website you can check out to see everything there. And we just mentioned the main stages. Like I said, BMO Pavilion's got Sticks and Ava Max, Earth, Wind, and Fire. There's, there's just tons of acts. 
it is the world's largest music festival. I wonder if they still can say that now that they've split it up over three weekends. I don't see it on the website. It depends whether they've uh, trademarked it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. That is true. Um, so, okay, so then if you've never been to Summerfest, what, what are some of the things you do around? How long have you been in Milwaukee, first of all? I moved to Milwaukee uh, at the end of last May. Okay. So I spent a lot of last summer uh, figuring out the city. I was brand new. So I didn't actually get to some of the uh, classic Milwaukee summer things, even though summer is, is definitely the time to be doing stuff in Milwaukee. So I'm excited for it to warm up this year, now that I'm a little bit more of a local, and I can actually check out some things in addition to Summerfest at whether it's the uh, all the different festivals, I want to uh, go to some of the beaches. I want to really uh, make sure to live it up uh, once I get out of the studio this summer. Yeah, well, there's so much to do in this city. It's awesome, and I, I think you heard earlier they're saying we we need to be proud of our city and and build it up and talk it up. You know, I think sometimes we get mired down in the negative news that we hear about what's going on around, but there, there's just so much great stuff to do. And for the most part, you go out and enjoy yourself, especially in the summer. So, um, <laughs> I like this text, whatever you label Summerfest, it's a great venue. It is. They've really come a long way. I was talking to somebody actually Friday when we went to that movie I was talking about, she went to the very first Summerfest and it was a small stage. They sat on railroad ties. It was muddy. It was, if you go down and what you see now is nothing compared to what it used to be when it first started. Yeah. That's like the, uh, proverbial walk a mile in the snow to get food of, uh, music festivals, railroad ties yeah. they were sitting on. Yeah. Yep. Uh, another text here at 855-616-1620 says, Summerfest has made a lot of changes, eliminating crowd bottleneck spots. Crowds are not as bad as they used to be because the flow is better. So that's a good point. That is a ve- that's actually very helpful for me. It's yeah. a good, uh, it's good scouting report. Yeah, I like that. Keep chiming in here because we still don't have phone lines, and Isaac's in the background working on that with our engineers. But uh, Dayton Kane in for Libby Collins. We have Wyatt Barmore-Pooley here as well. Can we take a break, Isaac? We will be right back. It's Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News on WTMJ. The streak is over for the Bucks. After 16 in a row, they fall to Philadelphia, 133-130. to The 76ers come back from down 18 at one point to claim the win. After the game, the Bucks officially announced the signing of veteran point guard Goran Dragic. The Slovenian guard has spent 15 seasons in the NBA, last of which with Miami. It's official the Big East regular season title belongs to Marquette, and it got closer than they expected. Hands back to Joplin. He's got an open three. Oh, baby, oh, out there, boy. Say it again. Omar Stanley. The free throw is no good. He missed it. The ball's covered by Cam Jones. He's fouled with .9 left. Oh, baby. Steve Homer, true on the call on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. The sixth-ranked Golden Eagles win 96-94 over St. John's, and they finish with 17 league wins, tying a Big East record. Next, they will be the one seed in the Big East tournament on Thursday, facing the winner of Butler and St. John's. Today, Wisconsin has its final game of the regular season, and it's the Bortle Battle. Out in the Twin Cities against Minnesota, the best Wisconsin can do is be the 10 seed in the Big Ten tournament, which would grant them a single bye, but they need to get a win and some help from Penn State and Nebraska. Tip-off against the Gophers is at 6.30 tonight. And the Brewers put the hurtin' on the Giants. To one pitch, a high fly ball, deep left field. Willie Adamas got all of that one. That one off the concrete wall beyond the left field wall above the berm. It's a three-run shot, and the Brewers have broke this game wide open here in the bottom of the fourth. Lane Grindle on the call here on WTMJ. A 14-2 final in spring training action. They're back at it today at 2 o'clock against the Mariners here on your home of the Brewers. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Thank you, Dominic. Coming up next, we are going to be uh, checking in with Steve Scafidi. He had an interview with Governor Evers over the weekend during Conversations on Wednesday, and we'll get your five-day forecast. It's the weekend, uh, Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News on WTMJ. Good morning to you, 922 on a Sunday, March 5th. 
first Sunday of the month. Dayton Canaan for Libby Collins on Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News. Let's check your WTMJ forecast here. Today, mostly cloudy with an afternoon rain-snow mix. High of 42. Tonight, chance of rain and thunderstorms down to 36. Monday, rain, thunder showers. It's so weird saying that in March, this early in March. A light mix of snow to the north, down to 44. Tuesday, cooler and 38. Wednesday, partly cloudy, 37. Thursday, mostly cloudy, and 37. It's 36 in Cedarburg, 35 in Madison, 34 in Milwaukee. Thanks for joining us. Uh, the past Wednesday was a big day around the WTMJ studios. Hopefully you caught it. It was really good. We held our day-long broadcast of WTMJ Conversations, hearing from several newsmakers and movers and shakers. Among those who joined the broadcast, Governor Evers, who spent time in the studio with WTMJ Steve Scafidi. Well, I think the concept of... More civility is, um, I don't want to say taking hold. Is it a concept or is it a real thing? <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's a real thing, but it is, um, I think there's less hard feelings and, uh, uh, yeah, that's, I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, we're, like I am meeting occasionally with the leadership. And, I love that. And uh, having conversations with them. And uh, I think the back and forth, even outside of uh, those meetings, I think is you know, reasonable. So, you know, is it going to always be that way on every issue? Absolutely not. But um, that's a little, that's different. And, and frankly, the other big difference, the, the big thing in the in the back back of the thing is the we've got a huge surplus. And so well, I'm going to get to that one in a second because yeah. I, I I hear from a lot of folks who have strong opinions of what we should do with that. We'll get, we'll yes. get into that. So I, I spent a lot of time this week talking about divided government. Yeah, I'm of the mind that Wisconsinites Wisconsinites kind of like divided government. We have U.S. senator, very liberal senator, very yeah. conservative senator. Mm-hmm. We obviously had a big election. Right. You're sitting in that governor's office, right. legislature, very Republican, very conservative. Do, do you agree that this is a state that I think kind of likes divided government? Yeah, it's it's purple. It's purple for is re, for a reason, and that's and that's the the how it how it plays out in elections. So yeah, I think I think they do, and it's just it's the nature of Wisconsin. And uh, you know, I suppose at some point in time there'll be all Republicans and all you know or all Democrats. But at the end of the day, I anticipate we'll continue to be a purple state do you think what happened in the last elections has led to that civility you started talking about i yes yeah i do i think uh i think the republicans were hoping uh, against hope that uh, uh i'd be defeated they have a republican they can do anything they want and uh and so they i think they understand that the veto still happens in, in the state of wisconsin at this point in time and uh, yeah, I think you know. I think they're hoping that uh, they would they would win the governor's chair. I know you talked about it in your state of the state the the condition of the states, all factors. When you talk about crime, education, budgeting, good. Where are we at? Give me a give me a, a number or, a, or a, an well, idea where we're at. I'd say economically we're good. You know, seven billion dollar surplus is the best we've ever had in our in our history and. Uh, where this this particular budget, we're actually uh, paying for things instead of borrowing uh, for things, uh, building projects and and so on. So I think overall we're good. But you know, you talk about some specific thing. You know, I'll, I'll use something that you didn't bring up, and that's broadband. We have to get it done. We have to get it done. It's like electricity. Our, our businesses count on it, and our our people count on it. Access so, you're talking about, yeah, ability yeah. for some people, especially in rural areas, they yeah. have access to broadband. access and you know affordability for people who can't afford it. it. It is like electricity, so we we need to we need to finish we need to finish that work, and uh, and I would say our schools uh, certainly are uh, you know need some more resources, and you know using mental health as an issue. It's I I am hopeful that my a pronouncement of um, year of mental health is uh, is seen as a clarion a cry to get uh, get people help. I mean, the the, the numbers are uh, dramatically horrible, especially young people. Yeah, absolutely. 
Governor Evers joining WTMJ Steve Scafidi during our WTMJ Conversations day-long broadcast on Wednesday. If you'd like to see and hear all of our newsmaker interviews, text WTMJ to the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. That's WTMJ to 855-616-1620. This is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News. We'll check in with Wyatt Barmore-Pooley in the WTMJ Breaking News Center next. Little Florida Georgia line this morning. Nine thirty four Dayton Canaan for Libby Collins on Wisconsin's weekend morning news. Thanks for joining us today. Libby will be back next week and so hopefully will our phone lines. That would be nice. Uh talking about a place I went a couple weeks ago, went down to Florida. That's why we're playing Florida Georgia Line. Thank you, Isaac. Uh visited my Uncle Jeff and my Aunt Rita at the villages. Wyatt, have you have you heard about the villages? What do you know about the villages? I have never been to Florida, but I have heard about the villages. And? I know that it's a I know that it's a a community unto itself, like a retirement community, yes. but almost like a little little Walt Disney World of its own there, uh, where it's it sort of exists as its own. I know there's a lot of golf carts and a lot of old people. Yeah, so you nailed it. That's what I found when I was down there. Beautiful weather, by the way, when I was there. It was like 85 and sunny every day. And lots of golf courses. We did some golfing, which was fun. Um, but as, as we're driving around, it is very much a uh, – you can do your car if you have it, but golf carts are like – huge down there and people trick them out like they look like sports cars or trucks or yeah you gotta uh, get the racing stripes on the golf cart semi based one it was just (laughs) it was crazy and that's the word i found myself saying over and over was this it's crazy it's like the the planning that goes into it like i can't imagine how they, they they're like bulldozing areas five years before they're even going to start building houses because they're building these different communities as they go their own school system their own health care their own radio station their own newspaper you gotta have a radio station it it literally i I would love to hear from people because a lot of wisconsinites live there either full-time or half the year you know they go down for the winter uh 855-616-1620 you can't call us right now but you can still text us tell us like a couple words what you think about the villages um one thing that often people talk about is um that it can be promiscuous i don't know if you've heard that rumor Uh, yeah i there's there's a good there's a good bob's burgers episode about this this sort of just happens in retirement communities it's weird it's weird but uh, cocoon cocoon well did was there racy scenes in cocoon oh yeah Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I ever want to see Cocoon again. Uh, I don't yeah, remember that I movie at all. Didn't see it. Uh, okay, so <laughs> Cocoon. Interesting enough, they have what, uh, and, and whether, you know, I didn't see this, actually, so I don't know if it's true or not. They have the Lufa Code. Have you heard of this? I have not. I'm learning a lot of things I didn't expect to be learning today. Yeah, right. The Lufa Code. And my uncle went down there the first time, and he said, oh, that's smart. They got a, a Lufa on the top of their car so they can see their car from a long distance. And their friend just started laughing and said, well, that's not what that's for. That That's a signal. So different color Lufas supposedly mean different stages of where you're willing to be in life, I guess. I want to say without getting too... Two loofahs if by land, one if by sea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's like white means you're a beginner. Take that as, as you may. I'm not going to go into all these descriptions. There's purple, pink, blue, yellow. Yellow is nervous people, meaning like we might try something, but we're not quite sure. Um, I, if anyone has seen that Pops Burgers episode I referenced, I believe it deals with the same thing. Do they have that? It was probably based on what was going on. Yeah, um, it's definitely based on the villages. I know they go to Florida. I have a I have a friend whose family lives in Florida, and I I have another friend whose grandparents. I don't know if they live at the villages, but definitely live in a similar community um, down there. I none of my family. My family is from California. So no need really to leave Southern California for the warmer weather. Yeah, like, but so did they go down there? No, no, I've never had. So I, I've never yeah. been to Florida or really never encountered anybody. It was when I went to college and moved here that I really encountered actual people who do the will will flee the winter for warmer pastures. Well, yeah, because it's not nice here in winter, so we all want to. Yeah, leave. I worked during the negative uh, thirty uh, wind chill uh, in December. I had to leave the station at two in the morning. It was, uh, I, I'm yeah. not a fan of uh, humidity, but at that moment, I would have much rather been in Florida. Yeah. Warmth, beautiful weather. Aside from all this weird shenanigans stuff I just talked about, which, again, I didn't see while I was down there. Um, you weren't I cool would, enough. I would move there in a second. 
They have pickleball. They have tennis. They have golf. They have bocce ball. They have. I mean, it. it there's so many things. A club for everything. What? What? What, what are you into? It almost seems like a. Uh, you say you sort of sound like you're describing a college campus, but it for kind seniors. of is for seniors. It's like, I said it was like the playground for the the old and rich. Basically, is what it was. So I don't know. Fascinating place. If you've never looked into the villages or heard of it, you should check it out. Um, and it's definitely one of those only in America places. Yeah. Well, I bet. Or Dubai. Yeah, I was gonna say. I bet there's a couple, but not too many more. All right, we are gonna take a break. When we come back, uh, we will get you your forecast one more time, and we'll check in with Johnson Caval- or Cavalier Johnson. The mayor was on conversations this past week, so we'll get a clip of that as well. Yeah, he stopped at the ramen place after his conversation. Oh, right here. That's my uh, little exclusive tidbit. For- for uh, Wisconsin's <laughs> Weekend Morning News. Awesome. Thanks for joining us this morning on WTMJ. Good morning to you, Dayton Kanan, for Libby Collins on Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News 942, your five-day forecast from WTMJ4's Brendan Johnson. Mostly cloudy afternoon rain or snow mix today, a high of 42. Tonight, chance of rain and thunderstorms down to 36. Monday, rain, thunder showers, a light mix to the north. High of 44. Tuesday, cooler, 38. Wednesday, partly cloudy, 37. Thursday, mostly cloudy, and 37. 34 in Green Bay, 36 in Oconomowoc, 36 in Milwaukee. This past Wednesday was a big day around the WTMJ studios. We held our day-long broadcast of WTMJ conversations, hearing from several newsmakers and movers and shakers. Among those who joined the broadcast, Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson and his wife, Dominique. During their chat with WTMJ, Steve Scafidi and Sandy Max, Johnson talked about his love for pro wrestling. Who's your favorite professional wrestler? Oh, uh, well... Of all time, yeah, uh, yeah. Who's the goat? Uh, uh, the, the, the goat uh, of all time. My favorite professional wrestler is none other than the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Oh. Uh, he is just an incredible, incredible performer. He's like Michael Jordan of wrestling, in my opinion. Did you go to the events? Because when I was a kid, we went to like the arena at the time and watched like Blackjack Lanza and mm-hmm. Crusher. Do you, you go to those things? You know, <laughs> so. <laughs> so, so come on in, Dominique. Dominique has opinions. <laughs> I go with him. <laughs> yeah, she, she, I, I brought her into it. So I actually got my first. Believe it or not, I got my first job at the YMCA here, the YMCA that was here in, in the Grand Avenue, former Grand Avenue, um, to make enough money so that my best friend and I could go to WWE shows in Milwaukee. That's that's how I got into the workforce is because I wanted to go to wrestling shows. Um, so so yeah, I go to the shows. I still go to the shows now. I'm a, a big fan. And I'm working with WWE now to not just bring their um, you know the the weekly televised shows, but even the, some of their bigger shows that draw thousands of people across the country to a city for you know one of their larger pay per view events. So I'm in conversations visit Milwaukee as well with uh, WWE on that. How fun! Milwaukee yeah. loves wrestling. And then so Dominique, you're going. Who's your favorite pro wrestler? Of all time or currently on the roster? You <laughs> pick. <laughs> Look at her. Um, let's see. My well, my favorite wrestler on the roster is Seth Rollins. <laughs> uh, my favorite wrestler of all time, Triple H. There you go. <laughs> Mayor Cavalier Johnson and his wife Dominique on our WTMJ Conversations day long broadcast. This past Wednesday. If you'd like to see and hear all of our newsmaker interviews, text WTMJ to the old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620. Up next on Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News, we check sports with Dominique uh, Catero. I said his name wrong. Catronio. Catronio. Why was I blank? I said it all morning long. Dominic Catronio up next on WTMJ. All good things come to an end. The Milwaukee Bucks winning streak is over at 16. They follow the Philadelphia 76ers 133 to 130. Giannis had a double-double in the loss, but they still stand in first place in the Eastern Conference. But it's right back to work tonight on the road against the Washington Wizards. Coverage starts at 6 o'clock for a 6.30 tip right here on WTMJ. After the game, the Bucks officially announced the signing of veteran point guard Goran Dragic. The Slovenian guard has spent 15 seasons in the NBA, last of which with Miami. Number six Marquette didn't expect to be in a one-score game with St. John's to wrap up the regular season, but nonetheless, it came down to the wire against the Johnnies. Cam Jones splits the double team to the basket. High Ooh, off the glass! Go. The sweet scoop! you've been waiting for. Yep. And soft off the glass, Marquette up nine. Steve the Homer True on the call on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. Marquette wins 96-94. They finish 17-3 in the Big East. That ties the most wins in Big East history. 
Cam Jones led with 23 points. Tyler Kolek had 18 and 10 assists. The Golden Eagles have locked up the one seed now for the Big East Tournament, starting this week at Madison Square Garden. As for the Badgers, the best they can do is the 10 seed in the Big Ten. They finish up their regular season with the border battle tonight. That game tips at 6.30 against Minnesota in the Twin Cities. You can watch it on FS1. And it was a great day at spring training for the Brewers. Freddie Peralta returned to the mound with two scoreless frames, and they were teeing off of Giants pitching. Came to the plate, and Rowdy launches one out to right. Racing back is Coulter. It's out of the berm. Telez goes deep for the third time this spring, and the Brewers on the board. Lane Grindle on the call. It was a seven-run fourth inning. They never looked back. A 14-2 spring training final. They're back at it today as well at 2 o'clock. I'm Dominic Catronio, WTMJ Sports. Thank you, Dominic. Coming up, we're going to check your forecast one last time. And Libby sat down with Bart Adrian. We'll check in with her as well. It is Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News on WTMJ. Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News, Dayton Kane in for Libby Collins. Thanks for joining me today. She'll be back next week. Mostly cloudy afternoon rain, snow mix today. High of 42 tonight, down to 36. Tomorrow rain, thunder showers, a light mix to the north, high 44. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're in the upper mid to upper 30s, so not too bad for this time of year. Let's do this. It's 36 in Watertown, 38 in Mequon, 36 in Milwaukee, and... Uh, Bart Adrian spent 28 years on the air at Channel 6. Why did he leave TV? Where did that career change lead to? Libby asked Bart on this weekend's conversations. Why did you decide to leave TV? Okay, well, that's a question I think I can address candidly. I didn't decide to leave TV, to be honest with you. When my contract was up at the TV station in 2010, it was a difficult time. And you know what was interesting? For most of the years that I was in television, when it was time for contracts to come up, I would always be asking myself and talking with my wife about, is this a time for me to consider switching to teaching? And it seemed like it always was getting kicked down the road. And finally, in 2010, I truthfully was not thinking about transitioning, but that was when the decision was made that, my contract was not going to be renewed. And I took that as a signal that this is the time to look to transition to teach. And I went right over to UW-Milwaukee where I had, you know, long-established connections and made the transition beginning in the fall of 2010 to moving into teaching over there. How did that affect you, though, when you found out that your contract wasn't going to be renewed? Oh, I think like everybody, I was not entirely expecting it, although there were signs of the times in the economy and in the way things were going at the TV station at the time, and I don't fault or hold that against anybody in the TV station management. It wasn't an easy thing because when you've been in one place for 28 years, it's just stark to suddenly make the transition. Hear more from Bart Adrian on WTMJ Conversations today at 11 a.m. Dayton in for Libby. Coming up next, you know it is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian and David Wickard. How's it going, guys? Hey, it is going fantastic. Nice to make her acquaintance, Dayton. Yes, you as well. So I hear there was a big shift for home buyers from January to February. What, what's been going on? All right. Well, we're going to frame this in the form of a multiple choice uh, question and answer. <laughs> it wouldn't be good radio if we just gave away the answer, Dad. Yeah, we can't give you the answer. That is true. Seven. That is true. Yeah. That's right. You got to tune in. All right. Well, um, you know, do you read uh, the headlines? You're a news guy, right? You, you read yeah. headlines all the time. Yep. You know, like the one we're going to talk about is from Market Watch. Is the U.S. housing market headed for a crash? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> so, so here, the, this question that we're posing applies to southeastern Wisconsin, right? Right. Our home turf. So, uh, one possibility is: Do you think the big shift finally in in, in February is that home prices did in fact plummet? You know, that's one possibility. Okay. Uh, another one is that home buyers lost control of the balance of power between buyers and sellers. It looked like in January, you should know this, it looked like in January um, there were more homes sold below the asking price than above. Right. So did, did that flip-flop? Uh, or uh, did, uh, did home buying actually increase significantly? From January, those are the those are the three possibilities that we're going to 
put out there, and then we'll, we'll give you the answer. Do you want to hazard a guess as to what <laughs> you think is I would, a rhetorical guess? I would guess A, the first one. The home prices plummeted. Well, you, like our other listeners, are going to have to stay tuned. <laughs> Of to course, find out the real answer, and we're getting these numbers from the multiple listing service, the uh, Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors Multiple Listing Service, of which I'm a card carrying member. Dayton, are you a homeowner yourself? I am, so I'm hoping those house uh, prices stayed firm that they're, they're going up. <laughs> what? In, yes. In what year did you buy? Uh, two years ago, at the peak of all that craziness. Unfortunately, we moved to Milwaukee at that point and needed a place to live. So yeah. Yeah, but, but wait, but wait. Your mortgage rate is probably three oh, point yeah. something, yes. right? The or is mortgage it, does rate it start is with a two. No, it's a three. But yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. So, how do you feel about listing your home for sale right now, and you know, buying that next house? Uh, I would not want to do that. Exactly, yeah. because you don't want to give up. Uh, you don't want to get you know that. Get yeah. Plus, awesome. You might like your house. You well, that too. too so. yeah. yeah, yeah, that too. Well, that I, too. I actually, Go guys, I, I got a text on the line. Somebody, we were talking about the villages earlier on the show, and somebody asked, yeah. "Have you done any uh, financed any buyers of units in the villages? Is that something you can do?" Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. We are licensed in Florida. That is a big suburb in. Um, in near Orlando, Florida, yeah. and yes, we have financed people in the villages for sure. Awesome. Um, yep, yep. Dad, and, I was going to add to the ahead. to your cauldron of uh, as we tease the answer to what was the change from January to February. The the thing I always remember, you know, February just wrapped up, and those homes that closed in February probably likely went under contract in let's call it January, maybe late December, but let's say January. Yeah, mostly. I and, would agree with that. And the and the data point that I'll always tease is uh, what happens. What what do buyers do right after the first of the year? There's this mood change, right? Anytime uh, we roll over from Christmas. And it plays into a, a topic we talk about all the time about supply and demand. That's my nice way of mm. saying that buyers flood in yes. right there after the first of the year, which then impacts, I'm going to say, the leverage that we're going to describe okay. in the give and take between buyers and sellers that came to be in February. Dayton, when you bought your house two years ago, were there more than one offer submitted? <laughs> Did, were you competing? <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Like 20, <laughs> 20 offers. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. How did you win? Uh, well, that I'm sorry. On other houses, we we put bids in on five houses before we finally got this house that we got. So okay. uh, we had a bit of an in on this house that we finally ended up in. So, oh, like yeah. it was never really on the market. It um, was a private sale. It or? was. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way okay. I, we could get a house. We couldn't get them. Even going in at fifteen twenty over asking price, you couldn't yeah. get them. So. Yeah, yep. we're going to talk about you know what it takes to get a winning offer as well in the context of some people that we're helping shop uh, in in this current uh, mm, should we call it early spring yet? Mm, maybe <laughs> yeah, not, sure. But you know, late late winter, early spring type market. All right, we'll All see right. you after after the news. Sounds good. There you go, Brian and David Wickert. That does it for Wisconsin's weekend morning news. Thanks for joining us this morning on WTMJ.